What's happening, everybody? Today is May the. Uh, I don't forgot, forgot what the day is. Today is May the 26th. Welcome to episode 15 of the M92 podcast. Um, I got my uh, my um, co host today, Justin Morrison. He is former linebacker and tight end of the UCA Bears. Uh, what, what's up with you today, Justin? Nothing much, man. I'm just looking forward to moving out, uh, headed back home for the summer, and then just get it popping, you know, next season. All right. Um, so I'm getting straight into it. Um, tell me about tell me about your childhood. Tell me about your upbringing. Well, uh, I didn't really start. I didn't start playing football until um, I think about the fourth grade, and that was only flag football. And then I started. I kind of started to you know, move into tackle football and stuff. But I was really just – I really wasn't that big of an athlete growing up. I was just kind of chilling with my friends, you know, doing what mm-hmm. normal kids do. And then I kind of just started playing football, and I turned out to be pretty good at it. So I kind of stuck with that. And that wasn't even – you know, I only didn't just play football. I played basketball, baseball. I was really good at baseball too, but I just liked football more. So who knows, if I if I had liked baseball a little bit more, I probably would have been playing baseball. But uh, stuck with football. And uh, I kind of just developed as an athlete. I played, I played every position that you could play in football. Honestly, um, uh, so that's it's been it's been a, it's been a fun ride. Okay, so was it one of those situations where you know I would say I know what position you play. You play tight end and all of the linebacker positions. If you could choose, what position would you play? Oh, well, I mean, I loved playing rec- – when I was in high school, I was playing receiver because I was a little – I was just taller than everybody, so I put me on, you know, seam balls or go balls, so that was fun. But, I mean, I, looking at my size and everything, I think revolutionizing the tight end as, like, a vertical threat is something that I really like doing. So, <clears throat> I'd say tight end is probably my favorite position because I get to score, but uh, – there's nothing better than playing linebacker and just catching somebody coming across the middle and just laying them out. <laughs> so it's kind yeah, of can, between the two. I can imagine that could be a gentleman rush. So that kind of led me into my next question. Um, which 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 side of the ball you like playing more, offense or defense? Hmm. Okay. So <clears throat> I'd say I'd have I'd have I've had more success collegiately on the defensive side of the ball because I played it a lot more. But um overall I have to say offense is more fun just because you have that aspect of scoring. Even though my only college touchdown, because I haven't I didn't really, you know, I've been hurt the past two years, but my only college uh-huh. touchdown is on has been on defense. So, you know, it's just it's kind of funny how that works out. Uh what injury did you uh have that took you I out? had I had tore a ligament in my uh big toe. So it was a uh, yeah it was it was a uh, thought to be turf toe for like the for like really a year so I was playing on it playing on a hurt foot for like a whole year and then I went and got it went home got an MRI turned out it was I tore a ligament in my toe so I had got surgery so I was out for a year and then I was kind of coming back and then I re-injured it so I was out again but um I'm healthy and you know I'm looking forward to this up this upcoming season okay um, tell me about rehab. How how was rehabilitation, and uh, did you have any dark moments? And who helped you through it? Well, it was just it was really just kind of boring because I had got surgery, and um, it's on my foot, so I can't really can't really do cardio. I can't really run, so I was kind of gaining a lot of weight. I was nah, kind of getting lazy. I, <laughs> I, I couldn't I couldn't you know I couldn't really do nothing. I had a I had a 
like a cast on my foot for the first two months. And then I was in a boot for like two more months, three more months after that. And uh-huh. then I didn't really run. And then I was so like six months later, I'm finally running. And that's what people don't get. Like sometimes foot injuries and like ligament tears in your feet can be really, really like crucial. Like they, <laughs> it's really like a really long process. So just kind of I was I got really depressed and everything after um, I had got back and I was performing for spring ball. It was like the second day of practice. I catch a flat route and I turn up the field. And I feel my whole foot just pop. And then oh. I could put pressure on it, and I was like, "Yep, I don't, I messed it up again." So that was kind of, that was kind of tough because I just did all that stuff to kind of get back to be able to perform and look forward to, you know, my senior year. And then that kind of got taken away from me because I got rehurt. But, um, you know, there's a plan for everything, and um, I made it. I made, you know, I'm here. I'm still here, so I'm glad I can say that. And you know, I'm still able to, you know, perform at a high level. At least I, I believe I can. So. You know, everything, okay. everything works itself out. Okay. Um, well, hey, I'm, I, I definitely attested that. Um, being, being injured, um, did it give you a deeper appreciation for the game? Yeah. You can say that. I actually, um, when I first got hurt and I missed that first season, um, after I got surgery, I was actually filming the games. So I, I went to every single game and I was still able to watch the game and I was filming. So I had a bird's eye view so I could really just see everything. Mm-hmm. So me being, you know, being like a student of the game, just being at the game and having that bird's eye view, I kind of got to see things so much more differently than I did being on the field. Because I can tell like the type of coverages or type of schemes that we want to run uh-huh. like a certain offense and I can see what their team's defense is running just because I'm above everything. So I can see who's going to be open off of what. And it was just honestly really <clears throat> kind of helped me, like, really understand the game more. And honestly, being away from the game, like, not playing it for, like, two years uh, kind of made me appreciate it more of, like, the technical side. Like, I even started writing down my own playbook and uh, just, like, different <laughs> different, t- different type of things because I just, like, I'll, sit, I'll be sitting at home with my girlfriend watching the game and um, <clears throat> I'll talk about – I'll watch the – yeah, and I'll be like, they're about to run the ball right here. She's like, how you know? And I'm like, watch. So they might throw – if they throw a slant right here, the linebacker going to hit it or get a pick, and then that'll happen. And then she'll be like, how do you know? And I'm like, well, I mean, I just – I watch the game. I, I know what I'm talking about. I, I love the system and stuff. So it's just sometimes you, you have a feeling about stuff that you know that you take – that you put, like, a lot of time into and um, kind of just, you know, see the results. Okay, with you being a student at a game – you know, of course, because I know, you know, I would have to say I'm above average in my knowledge of football and coverages and all that type of stuff. Um, would you – do you rather play a 3-4 or 4-3, a multiple uh, coverage defense, a 4-6? Like, on, on the defensive side, what would you prefer? And on the offensive side, would you prefer a spread? Um well, I think um, – so I'll, I'll answer your defensive question first. I think depending on who you're playing, uh, usually in high school and here in college, I, uh, defensive schemes have usually been a 4-2-5, so it's the 4-D four, four linemen and then the two linebackers and five DBs. So the reason I like that is because you still have a good amount of, like, pressure inside the box, and usually with the 4-2-5, you'll have a bigger nickel safety. 
so he can help with run support. So it's kind of like your third linebacker. So mm-hmm. it's really so. And then you with the with the with the outside, you have an end, and then two uh, two tackles, and then an outside linebacker. You could say was to be the second end, so like a more athletic type end, so he can drop into coverage sometimes on the boundary side, and he can still set the edge and still you know brush the passer. So it's kind of just depending on your personnel that you have. But I like the four two five because a lot of people, a lot of teams like to pass the ball a lot. So if you have a lot of DBs on the field, they're going to be forced to run it. And if you have some good linebackers, some stout linebackers and a good D-line, it's not you know, it's not going to be no walk in the park. But obviously, if you're going to play a run-heavy defense, you want to stack the box more. So it really just depends on who you're playing against. Okay. And I know, and I know that also depends on the opposite end on the personnel. Yeah, but <laughs> I think – for offense, I think running the spread offense and 11 personnel, if you at least have one – I'm not saying this biasedly, but if you have at least one tight end on the field, your offense is going to be successful depending on how you use that tight end. Because mm-hmm. at UCA, we um, we used our tight ends a lot, but um, we were more as blockers. And then there would be some – sometimes we would go off of routes and stuff. And when we did, they were successful. Um, but we used us more as blockers because, you I mean, you have two – all pro, all American receivers in the Juan Winningham and Tyler Hudson, you know, you're not going to really need to throw to your tight that much. But um, right, right. I think it just helps spread out the ball in more of a variety of plays that you can run because when you do have that aspect of, oh, we still got to – we don't know if this Titan's going to block, if they're going to run the ball since he's in, or if he's going to go out for a route and, you know, catch on one of our smaller DBs. Yeah, versatility so just, is definitely always a good thing. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm not going to lie, I'm not the best – I wouldn't say I'm a top-notch blocker, but I can get the job done. I'm big enough to get in somebody's way, but I'd definitely say I'm more of a receiving tight end than anything because I did play receiver, so <laughs> I know I know how to go up and get it. I'm not scared to jump up with anybody. I think if the ball's thrown my way and it's in the air, I'm always going to come down and get it, and that's just that's just how I think. Right, and, that's all the way you can. You should think. Yeah. In my in my opinion, if you're going up against me, I'm I think that I'm better than you. And it might not always be true, but if I believe it, then <laughs> more yeah, more times than not, it's gonna it's gonna come to fruition. So, yeah, that, yeah. I definitely I definitely hear you on that. It's definitely the best mindset to try to have. Uh, what would be your particular um, favorite type of offense to be in? Would you want to be in a spread? Of course, every wide receiver that's used to catching the ball don't want to be on no run game shit. So, not necessarily don't want to be on a run game shit, but you know, of course, you wanna you wanna catch the ball. Like I could imagine, you wouldn't want to be in no Ravens type offense. No, I well, mean, the, the, well, as a tight end, as a tight end, you might. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, Mark Andrews been go, been going off. So, <laughs> as a tight end, for sure, the Ravens offense because he he's definitely like one of probably one of the premier tight ends in the league, and I love that because growing up, my favorite college was Oklahoma, so I've always been big on Oklahoma players like C.D. Lamb, Kyler Baker. I like Baker, even though he's had like you know a down no, year because he, no, he was hurt though. He did have a down year. Justin, I'll give him that. Justin, he had a down Justin, year. Justin, don't get the, don't get on here and get to talking about uh, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> he did not have one bad year. He had one good year and three mediocre years. He had okay. He had one good year, one so-so year, and a bad year. His first season was okay. His second season, you know, he turned he turned the Browns around. For yeah. them to be able to get premier players like Deshaun Watson, that's Justin, fair. Justin, Justin. I, look, look, I compare it. Look, I compare it. I compare Baker Mayfield 
his situation in um for, for the Browns to how they did D'Angelo Russell with the Nets. D'Angelo Russell was was hooping with the Nets, and then they then they go trade him away. They sign Katie Kyrie, and everybody's like, "Oh, the Nets are the big thing now." Where was y'all at when D'Lo was was cooking with them? You know, D'Lo brought them to the playoffs for the first time in a while. Baker brought the Browns to the playoffs for the first time in a while. Then he has an off year. Everybody act like he ain't do nothing for the program, but he did. You just kind of have to have a bigger perspective of things. I'm not saying he didn't have a bad year. He had a terrible year. I'll give him – he had a terrible year. I'm the first one to, you know, talk about criticism. I'll say if you did bad, but, you know, if there's more to it than just you playing bad, then there's more to it. Well, it's just that, you know, in sports, it's all about projection. Yeah. And you can see, you can see what the ceiling is with Baker Mayfield. Absolutely. And he's a, he's more of a system quarterback that – He's a system quarterback that can sometimes do the extra to make the make the make a more uh, play, like make make an elusive play. He's a system quarterback, but has the ability to sometimes have a game breaking play. See, I don't agree with that, uh, Justin. I think he's a system quarterback that you just need him to do what he's supposed to do. Because every time he get he get to try to do extra, that's when he fuck up. That's true. No, that's true. <laughs> yeah, look, he he might try to he might try to bring back his Oklahoma days when he was able to do that because he was going against trash-ass uh, Big 12 defenses. <laughs> but he can't do that in the league because, you know, not everybody's a Big 12 defensive coordinator in the league. They they know what they're doing in the league. Right, right, right. Uh, you just alluded to this a little bit uh, about you being a fan of Oklahoma. Um, but I guess this is a more specific question. Um, who Who is your favorite NFL player and NBA player? <clears throat> okay, like right now or when I was growing up? Uh, you can give me both. Okay, Gro- growing up, my favorite player in the NFL was De- uh, Deshaun Jackson. Favorite player in the NFL. Love, I love, I love me the Eagles, and um, <clears throat> I just love Deshaun uh, Deshaun Jackson, Lashawn McCoy, and Mike Vick. I love that team. Sorry, like unfortunately that didn't work uh-huh. out, but. My favorite team is the Giants, so I was a huge Odell fan. And then uh, <laughs> NBA players, I got a funny story, actually. So I'm from Dallas, and All-Star Weekend was in Dallas one one year when I was younger, and Stephen Curry was in the three-point contest. And where I was sitting at, if he had won the three-point contest, our, our like section would have won a prize or something, like we would have got sent home or something. Uh-huh. He didn't win. But he kind of turned up, so I was like, "Hold on, I kind of like this little Stephen Curry dude." And then this was before, like, this is back when they were still with Monte Ellis. Oh, so, so I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking you might be talking about uh, All Star Weekend 2011 or something like that. Yeah, Stop. the year I think it was the year the Mavs won the won the finals or something. Yeah, yeah, that was 2011. That, yeah, I think that yeah. Was so it. I was I was there I was there for All Star Weekend like the whole weekend because my mom had got tickets from her office and we were just there doing all this fun stuff. So I was having a ball. <clears throat> and then started looking up Stephen Curry highlights, started watching them more, started watching my Warriors games, and I became a Warriors fan. Then yeah, the Warriors okay. started getting really good and everybody seemed a bandwagon. So, you know, I stopped talking about the Warriors <clears throat> and then they have an off year and they're like, oh, the Warriors suck. And then now they back. They finna, you know, they finna get them another ring. But, um, you know... <clears throat> Not to brag or nothing, just I was here before the wave was <laughs> to be a Warriors fan. 
Oh, Justin said it ain't so. You a Warriors <laughs> fan? Say it ain't so. Look, I'm a Warriors fan, but at <laughs> heart, I'm a Mavs fan just because I'm from Dallas and I was there when they swept the Lakers. And uh, but where, but where your allegiance lie today? Cause it's like y'all about to go home. Where did your allegiance align today? Oh <coughs> uh, nah, don't clear your throat. Don't clear your throat. Don't clear your throat. <laughs> <laughs> where does your allegiance align today? That's that's what we want to know. You being from Dallas, and you talking about your Warriors fan. Man, I'm from Dallas, but I'm gonna have to give it to Golden State on this one. Ah, damn, bro! You just you just you can't you can't dis. I mean, you can dislike them all you want to, but their core people, their core, they drafted everybody, everybody on their team that's that's performing. They drafted. I I got respect for them, but but FYI. It's the reason why I don't like the Warriors. Oh no, I know, I know why a lot of people don't like the Warriors. The and that's why, fine. The reason why I don't like the Warriors is because I'm a LeBron fan, so I can't, I, I can't. <laughs> that's fair, you know. I, I love LeBron. LeBron's done some amazing things. He's the best player ever to play basketball. But you know, you can like LeBron and still be a Warriors fan. You can, that's, you can just be a fan of greatness. I can say your, that. That's you your opinion. That he, your opinion is he the goat? Absolutely. I see. I'm a LeBron fan, and I, I, that's not a camp on me. Why not, though? I still gotta give it to MJ. I, Why? I because, of course, I know, I know the evolution and everything. It's just that it was just something about him. Like with Michael Jordan, you just believe that he can walk on water. <laughs> I believe LeBron can walk on water. He can run on water, honestly. <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't seen him. You, you so you saying game seven? You ain't seen him gliding on the court to go block that shot. He has superpowers. I'm a LeBron fan. I seen it all. He's a <laughs> he's a superhuman. I understand, but MJ MJ was MJ. He ain't never lost. That's fair. That's hey. I've seen I've seen LeBron vulnerable. I ain't never seen him be going vulnerable. Now of course me, what I think I'm I'm like through you. You, so I really ain't seen my either, but yeah. I watched enough highlights to know different. He was just different. That's that's fair. <laughs> he, what, he, he, he was like that. That's that's true. He was different. Um, tell me about your time at at Pentecost. Is it Parish? Parish? Yeah, Parish Episcopal. Yeah. Were you were you the star player? Were you a uh, or were you a jack of all trades? Okay, so I'm gonna keep it real. My first two years, I was really like a system player because my freshman year, I was like five most, seven, one fifty. So I didn't really do nothing. I was really most just, people are most people are unless you LeBron yeah. or somebody like that. <laughs> yeah, so I wasn't really I wasn't really doing nothing. They just they just was throwing me all over the field. So I was playing corner. I was playing safety. Just you know out there playing running back. Then <clears throat> I hit a little growth spurt. Sophomore year, I was 6'1", 185. So then they moved me to – I was playing safety. And then after one scrimmage, I came I came down on a slant route and smacked dude. I'm talking I hit him so hard. Ball popped up in the air. Everybody hype on the field. That next day at practice, um, I got moved to linebacker. <laughs> so <laughs> they put me on – Hello. Hello. Yeah. Oh, we back. We had to uh, stop for a second to pay the bills. 
Uh, but you was telling me about um, um, your kind of role in your first two years at Paris. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like I said, yeah, I got moved to linebacker after I came and just smacked that dude from safety. And they kind of had me as like an edge rusher just, you know, because I was fast and I was kind of big. So I was just running off the edge, sacking the quarterback my first. That Then later on that season, um, they were kind of, you know, playing me all over the place, just safety corner. And then <clears throat> when we started making our like playoff run, I was playing outside linebacker. Mm-hmm. And we ended up winning state that year. So I was a, you know. I didn't make all state for that team, but I was like a honorable mention all conference for, for only playing like six games at outside linebacker. So then mm-hmm. fast forward to junior year, I grow another two inches uh-huh. on, you know, put on another 20 pounds, 20, 30 pounds. So I'm like, I'm six, three, uh, two, two, ten, I think. And they moved me to tight end and receiver and they have me at outside linebacker DN. So I'm and that's kind of my when I had my breakout season, had like three hundred and or six hundred and thirty six yards receiving on ten touchdowns, and then I led the team in sacks and tackle for losses. And then my senior year, I got hurt, so I was out for two weeks. It was like high ankle sprain, and then I I was I had I was a second leading receiver with seven hundred yards and seven touchdowns, and um, led the team in tackles for losses and sacks again. So. You could say I kind of blossomed my when I hit my growth spurt. So junior and senior years when I kind of really had my my takeoff year, my glow up, as as one would say. But I mean, we just had we just had some dogs on that team. We just had we had some really good players. Uh, one of our running backs, he went to Kansas and then transferred to UNI. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of our DBs, <laughs> he was there. Then he transferred. Then he came back. Uh, my senior year, he's at UTSA. Got him a conference championship there. Um, Another one of my our another running back. He went. He's playing lacrosse at Jacksonville. He got drafted into like the lacrosse league because he's just that shifty. He's really just like that. So he was a crazy running back, um, strong as strong as ever. And he was just you know we just had some dogs. Our quarterback was nice. Uh, he went to New Mexico State. Mm-hmm. So we we had we had some players. We had some dogs, and we even had like people who didn't even go play college football. So like we had some we had some dudes that were just like that, like little 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 white boy. He's like he's like my little brother. He was like my little apprentice because we played the same position. He's playing baseball at Texas Tech and was a dog on the football field. He was a dog on the football field. I'm talking we played we played an all black school, so you know all white private school playing a black school. We supposed to get our ass kicked. We what? won that game. <laughs> <laughs> and, and little white boy, I'm talking. He had a 90 yard touchdown on the scene ball. I'm talking. He's running away. From Africans running, running away. From them. <laughs> not, not, not ahead. Like, not he was ahead of them, and they just couldn't catch up. He was separating from them. Uh-huh. And I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm running after him. Too. He's separating from me. He was running. He and then one of the one of the dads was like, "Yeah, he must. He must have been scared or something because I've never seen him run that fast." <laughs> and I was like, "I wouldn't think he was scared. He just wanted to score because we were, we was getting blown out in the first half, twenty-one zero. Because our head coach was like, we're gonna play slow." You know, we play our tempo, and you know we're we're gonna just outmuscle them. That's not something that was gonna happen with the school we were playing. They they <laughs> thrive on that. They thrive on that. They want they want you to slow the game down so they can catch their breath because they had a bunch of big D linemen, just big sloppy built strong dudes. So second half, we go tempo. Mm-hmm. They're all tired. We condition like Kenyans, 
so we're not tired. Like we we're out there really just running all over them, just just hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. They got rest when they was on offense. Uh huh. And keep in mind, we're going both ways. We, me, myself, I'm playing. I'm starting both ways, starting both ways. So I'm really out here just, just taxing. And then we get it down. I end up scoring that game. We get it down to uh, we get it to overtime. Huge stop on defense on third third down. Get a huge tackle for loss. Me and my homie, and um, they set up for a field goal. <clears throat> and then we're on offense. First play call was supposed to be a, a like a wheel, kind of like a sneak wheel route to me off the backside. So I'm on the left side tight end that I run around uh, kind of like I'm running a drag and I turn it up on the sideline on the right side of the field. When I tell you I'm wide open for a uh-huh. game, all I see is this big lineman smack the hell out of my quarterback. And I, I just see his – I'm talking legs in the air type hit. Dang. And we just – yeah. Then we just see, we kind of just, you know, we kind of playing our game, kind of doing our thing. And it's fourth and goal from like the, like the seven or something. And uh, we call timeout. We all huddle it up. They say we were going to run the ball. We're going to run the ball. Uh-huh. But me being me, I'm like, there's no way we're about to just run the ball. We're seven yards away from the end zone. Like, that's stupid. <laughs> and then. I listened because our head co- our offense coordinator is like hold held our quarterback back. He's like, whatever you do, keep this ball and go score. So I'm blocking on his right side and we're running a read option to the to the left. So uh-huh. running back's gonna run to the left. I'm on the right side blocking. As soon as I heard him say that, I was like, bro, I I, I pulled him aside. I was like, bro, just follow me. I got you. He hands it, he gets he does the fake. Everybody goes for the fake. I kind of block, I shove dude down. Then I turn up and I get the safety. Quarterback walks in for the touchdown game over. Came back from twenty-one nothing. Yeah, how'd that feel? <clears throat> I mean, it was pretty. It was pretty live. It wasn't. It wasn't my best like high school football moment though. It was. It was a. It was a crazy moment though because we was, we were the severe underdogs and we came back and won on their home field. So it was. It was pretty fun. But I'd have to say my best, my best high school game was my junior year. It was a. It was our. It was our senior night. I ended up with three catches for 80 yards, two receiving touchdowns, and a pick six. And I had, like, wow. three deflections and a sack. So I was really, like, I teed up that game. Ah, uh, so you was on your prime time. Yeah, no, I was, I was, I was teed <laughs> up. And, like, the, the best part was, like, our, our last drive on defense, you know, we're dog tired. It's a, it's a dog fight. So I'm tired. Our DB gets hit with a slant. They score. So we have, like, um, probably, like, a minute 30 left in the game. And we get the ball on our, like, 35. Mm-hmm. And we're driving. We're driving. Then I get – I run a little – I'm running a flat route, and they have it covered. So I turn it up the field, turn it into a wheel route, and quarterback dots me right over the safety. Then I get smacked out of bounds. So, you know, we then we give it to our running back. He, he runs it down. So there's eight seconds left in the game. We ran um, trips right, flood. So that's like we sprint out to the right, and you got the the three re- you got three receivers to the right. The number one's running a go ball. Number two's running a dig, or not a dig, an out route, kind of like a like a stem stem to the inside out route to kind of set a pick for me running mm-hmm. flat. So my buddy, he's playing the number two receiver. He was a uh, probably one of my best friends like in the world. He's a 
great athlete, never wouldn't play college football, but he could have. I'm talking he had he had a season with fourteen hundred yards receiving, so he was <laughs> he was something serious. Uh, he was nice. He was nice. Yeah, he was nice. He sets a perfect pick for me, runs the perfect route. I get open in the flat, jump in the end zone dive, touchdown, game over. Probably the most hypest moment of my like high school career ever. It was it was crazy just that like, you know, have the feeling of you scored a game winner. Like that's just that's something different. And not a lot of people can say that they've scored a game winner. So that yeah. was that was tough. And that's one of the things that most people that's fans or whether you somebody that play the game, because some people that play the game don't even get to experience something like that ever. So I know that was definitely a hell of a feeling. Um, tell me about um, – give me, like, your first season at UCA. Tell me about – because, you know, they usually do some type of Ricky Hayes. And did you have anything like that? And if you did – can you tell me a story? I mean, I wouldn't really call it hazing. They just made the freshmen do like a talent show for the whole team during our lock-in. So ah. like they had a, they had us like singing and stuff, but that wasn't really hazing. I'd say the scariest like my freshman moment was our first day of conditioning. You know, I think I I, th- I think I'm in pretty good shape because you know our high school coach ran us like into the ground just because you know he knew we had to go both ways. But um, we're running conditioning. And I'm feeling good. We got one tens. We got ten one tens. Some slight. I'm taking off. I'm finishing all. I'm finish all of them first. And then we get like a halftime. <coughs> Dog tired. I was like, I should. I shouldn't have been sprinting all these. You know, I should have saved my energy. <laughs> I'm tired. So then I'm slow. The next rep, I'm slower, but I'm still first. And then all the coaches were like, No, don't let up now. You want to run? Don't let up now. And I'm like, Oh damn. I was like, No, now that's my reputation. I have to run you know, everything first, especially when I'm running with the freshmen. But um, then <laughs> as them, as them reps get longer, you know, you know, if the first five go by quick, the them, them next five mm-hmm. seems, seems like an eternity. So right. I'm still running. I'm still finishing first. But that, that ninth rep, I was, I was gassed and somebody almost beat me, but I still finished first. And then I'm over here, hands on my knees, just just gasping for air. And everybody's on their knees because everybody was dying. I just I just not started dying. And then <laughs> our 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 woman uh strength coach comes and yells at her. She's like, everybody get your hands off your knees. And like she's cussing us out. I'm like, yo, what 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 happened? Like what what's going on? You were just so nice in the weight room. What happened? What what do you what you, what you got going on? Because, <laughs> like, I'm used to getting cussed out. Just, I've never been cussed out that viciously by a, by a woman. Uh, and I was like, I don't, I don't know. I, I I stood straight up. I stopped breathing hard. I was like, all right, bro, let's go. Let's go. I was like, everybody stand up. I'm trying to be like teacher's pet. I was like, everybody get your ass up. Hands off your knees. <laughs> while I'm over here. It's just... <laughs> like, get, get up. <laughs> You're dying on the inside. Yeah. Like, get up, please, please get up. I don't, I don't know what she's gonna do to us, man. Just stop. This is the last one. Then we finished, and then uh, some of the old heads they were watching. They're like, "Yeah, you know, you gonna have to keep that shit up, right?" And I'm like, "What you mean?" They're like, "That running stuff." And I was like, "Oh, I was like, no, that's that's no problem." And they're like, "All right." Then later on, we start, you know, the numbers start increasing. The the heat starts getting hotter. Uh huh. And them, them first place finishes start getting fickle. And I, I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> it's time to come a more far in between. Yeah, I mean, like, it's just 
I was still finishing at the top. I just wasn't first because I was, I was, you know, I was running with all the upperclassmen now because we, we we integrated groups. But um, I was still one of the first freshmen to finish at least. But you know, I wasn't, I wasn't at the top every single time like I was normally used to. Because you know, you go to college football, you're you're one of the best people on your team, and then you go to you go there, and everybody who recruited who was recruited with you, they were the best player on their team too. So like, it's just a higher level of competition. And that's anywhere. Even if you go, even if you go D two JUCO, you're still probably one of the best people from your high school team. Everybody there was the best person on their high school team too. It doesn't really matter where you're going, right? So it's just, just another level of competition that you gotta, you know, adapt to. Yeah, and being um, what's the word I'm looking for? Adaptability and being versatile is definitely yeah. one of the key things, really, in any genre or anything you want to do today. Um, nice. But my next question was, because I'm going to try to wrap it up in a little bit. We don't want to fest it too long. Um, with you being from Dallas, I got to ask you, are you a cow- Cowboy fan? No. No. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. Well, son, I'm proud. I'm proud to hear that. that you see that you don't want to go through that abusive relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying. Look, I was trying. I was forced as a child, but then you know I grew up and I, you know, I had my eyes open. I was like, I'm not gonna be a part of this program. No, <laughs> not so, me. So you just gonna go to the go to the other side of the street and uh, be a Giants fan? Huh? Absolutely, yeah, got to. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, as an athlete. You know, most most people have their you know their daily routine on that game routine. Tell me uh, what yours look like. My pregame routine. Well, I mean, I'd usually wake up, uh, you know, take me a long hot shower, and then uh, you know, jam with my music, and then we would go eat what team breakfast. What you listening to? What you to? I, I ain't gonna share that because you know I don't be listening to the same music everybody listen to. I'm, I'm more of a you know I got different type of vibes with my stuff. Okay, so I'll be, okay. Look, I'll be I'll be throwing down with some Chris Brown. I ain't gonna lie to you. That's that's my homie. That's my dude. <laughs> I'll be, so like, I'm one of the da- I'm one of the people dancing on the field. That's why I liked Odell because he was dancing on the field. Not Chris so, Breezy. Yeah, absolutely, some Chris Breezy, bro. I'll be turning up to Chris Breezy. <laughs> I'll be getting made up. I'll be getting made fun of for turning up to Chris Chris Breezy. Hey man, do your thing. Oh yeah, you know I ain't never gonna stop listening to Chris Breezy, bro. Come on now, <laughs> ain't nobody gonna tell me to stop doing what I'm doing. But right. yeah, I'd be listening to that. But you know, J. Cole, you know, <clears throat> I listen to more lyrical stuff. I don't like all this, you know, motherfuckers yelling and stuff. And the, the, I don't like that. But I like more lyrical music and kind of like a vibe that I can chill to, kind of focus me in, kind of calm me down. Uh-huh. And then whenever pregame happens, we're all in the locker room, they play their music. That's when, you know, everybody turns up and they got their different type of, like, you know, they play their rap music and everything. But uh, that's kind of when. I turn off my music. I listen to the music in the locker room and start vibing with the team. So it's pretty normal. Just wake up, you know, kind of decide what I'm going to do that game, you know, have have my mindset, know, know what I got to take care of. And, you know, just do that. Like the first couple of years, my goal was to at least get two tackles on special teams. And I led the team in special teams tackles every year that I started on, on kickoff cover. So <clears throat> that was just something I, I, I took personal and I wanted to do because if I wasn't going to get a chance to play anything else I was going to make sure that what they played me and I was going to be the best at it so they'd have to put me on the field so that's just one thing if 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 you're not getting the play time that you expected to get coming in 
do whatever they ask you to do to the best ability that you can. <clears throat> if they if they ask you to get water for people, be the best person to get water for them. They ask you to be a scout team person, be the best person on the scout team you could possibly be. And then they're they going to notice that, you sh- that you're showing out and working hard, and they're going to have to give you a chop and something else. And that's just my philosophy with things. Hey, that, that's the best philosophy to have. Moving on to my next question. As a collegiate athlete, what does your day usually look like? Like, is it things as a collegiate athlete you like? Or, you know, tell me about that. I mean, I probably said the worst thing is just six AM workouts, but other than that, we just be we be chilling. You know, we got class, we got practice, we got treatment, we got you know, it's just a, it's just pretty much a regular day. It's kind of like you working a job, except you just got different hours than most people. But it's not. I mean, it's hard. You know, it's a grind. But once you kind of get the the rhythm of stuff, it's it's really not. You know, it's really second nature after that. Okay. Okay. I can see looking at your bio from UCA and a little bit on ESPN and what me and you talked about before we uh started our interview. I see that you're planning on moving to England, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got, I got, uh... oh, yeah. So, um, one of my good friends is actually coaching overseas. And he uh he set me up with a a profile on this thing called Euro Players, and it's for like all professional teams and you know teams in Europe that are looking for players. And you just set up a profile, kind of uh-huh. put your uh put all your stats and everything, you know, put like film a up there, system. and then it gives yeah, it's kind of like the portal except for like professional teams, I guess. So they can see what you did and then reach out to you or through that through that um system. And I got hit up by a college in um, in England, and they really wanted me. They, you know, talking to me, so I, I kind of set my set my goals to go to there. And then after that, my kind of what I want to do is hopefully get in the Euro leagues. And then, you know, if I perform well in there, maybe make it back to America and get in the league. But um, if not, you know, I'll, I'll be I'll be fine, you know, performing in the Euro leagues because it's uh it's a different level of football, but it's still like a high high level. So I mean, I'd still be competing against you know athletes. It's just it's it wouldn't be to the caliber the NFL is, but I'd still be a professional athlete. It's kind of like how people for basketball. It's just you uh-huh. know people. There are some great there are some great talents there, but it's just not it's not the same as the NBA or the NFL. So okay, um, if you do if you have any leap of faith as far as Move international, or what if it work out? Don't work out. What would it be? I mean, honestly, probably just not liking the food, because you know, you know, it's not gonna be the same as America. But I mean, I can cook. But I'm talking about if I need like a little fast food fix, I, you know, I'm gonna be upset if they ain't got no, you know, McDonald's or no Popeyes or nothing. It's gonna be upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, I'm you know I'm 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 here to take the leap. You know I'm a, I'm a bet on myself. You know because I know I know the type of player I am. I know what I can do, and I kind of just want to help out their team as much as I can. You know, teach them all the knowledge that I've learned and make them. You know, kind of I, w- I want to bring success to their program because I got a state championship and two conference rings. So I'm <laughs> I'm I'm used to winning. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to I want to be there to help everybody else get used to winning. You know, make sure that I can 
be the best teammate, the best player, the best mentor that I possibly can for anybody on the team and just, you know, make a difference in people's lives. Um, I want to say this is going to be the last question. Um, with it being with it being your new team in England, tell me what are your expectations for next season? Uh, I want us to. I forgot what they. I, I guess yeah. I want I want to bring a conference championship to them. You know, uh, kind of want to help them. You know, just get success, and I want to make sure that I can teach my teammates as much as like I I I can possibly like offer them because you know I've I've been around several NFL caliber players. Some of my coaches are formal former NFL players. I got couple teammates in the league so I know like I know success and like how to get there and I know people who have been there and like I have stories from from them so you know if you're when you're being taught by the best and you have the knowledge from the best you know you might as well keep you know keep on sharing it with other people so they can become the best that they they want to be so that's really kind of what I want to do I want to you know bring a championship to them but I also just want to help make sure that you know these my teammates who are you know playing football like you know can be the best football player that they want to be if they want if they want to learn I'm not gonna make them learn. Like they don't wanna, they don't wanna stay after practice with me and get some extra work in. I'm not gonna make them stay. But if if they do, they know that they're gonna get better, and it's gonna help the team get better. It's gonna help the team bond more. It's just you know, it's gonna help everybody be better as a program. So that's kind of my goal. Okay. Well, Justin, is it anything you want the folks to know out here? Uh. I mean, stay tuned for Washington State volleyball because that's where my girl at, and she's gonna turn up. But other than that, that's that's it. We good. <laughs> yeah. She wasn't, yeah. She wasn't able to make it, but shout out to Lord. I've been to a couple couple of the volleyball games because, like you told me, like you said, you was filming the games when you was hurt. That's something I was doing for Eula. So I didn't, I didn't see her actually. You know, she she definitely be going off. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, she finna turn um, up. It's gonna be fun. Hey, but uh, wrap it up right here. This is my man, Justin Morris. Hey, hopefully you can see him in the future somewhere as a, as a football player in the NFL. It's been episode 15 of the M Energy Podcast. And like I always say, I'm the hard knock the dome, and what you say can't go wrong. Peace. like that. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all have a good one.